You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am so thrilled to introduce you to a uh, person who is working in journalism. And I think just an important uh, note here, uh, journalism in Canada is more important than ever. And the importance of reporters and editors and those that are bringing us great Canadian content uh, should continue to be supported, invested in, and uh, nurtured. So, Catherine, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you. So, um, the role you play now at Flare Magazine is really exciting. And I know there's a lot of folks that are listening who, A, either want to become you and, and work in uh, you know, journalism, or B, want to pitch you because they want you to write about their clients uh, and or their brand. Um, what do we start with how you got to the place where you are today? What was kind of that journey, kind of your, your origin story as a superhero? Yeah. Oh, well, I love that description of being a superhero. Um, it's the first time I've ever had it. But um, so for me, I guess I really got started in journalism in my last year of my undergrad. So I went to Queen's University um, here in Ontario in Kingston. And I grew up, I loved writing when I was growing up. Um, I started writing my first novel when I was in grade six um, that went nowhere. Um, and then when I was in grade seven, I did a presentation for um, school on what I wanted to be when I was older. And I chose journalism. Um, I mean, at the time, I thought I would be more of um, an Anderson Cooper style journalist. So I did my presentation on child sex trafficking which is a big topic for a 13 year old to be presenting to fellow 13 year olds. Um, But it, I mean, I think it just shows that kind of from the onset, I was really invested in journalism and I loved it. It combines everything that I love, which is writing and then getting to know people. Um, So I kind of, you know, went in and out of it in high school. I was on my high school newspaper, but I didn't pick it up till my last year at Queens. And I was um, the editor in chief of Muse magazine there which is an arts and culture magazine, um, which is really cool. And I had actually applied for the digital editor position. Um, I had never been a part of the magazine. And then they asked me to interview for the editor-in-chief position, which was really nice. Um, And I got that. And then that really was it for me because that was putting out two physical magazines um, that school year. And so I was able to be a part of the process of, you know, choosing stories, taking pitches, guiding and editing those pitches, and then, you know, laying everything out in InDesign and then actually seeing it through to the final product, um, which is amazing. Um, Yeah, that's incredible. So that was it for me. I've never, I don't have kids yet, but I feel like that was a similar feeling perhaps to being like a proud parent of holding that final magazine. So for me, that's kind of what, really got me going into journalism. And because of that, I felt that it would be perfect for me to apply for a master's of journalism. Um, Mm. I left school, so I'd studied English literature and I didn't really know what I was going to do after. And so after kind of working with Muse, this seemed like a good fit. So I applied. um, And then that kind of started it for me. And then you did a stint at CBC. Correct. Um, very short, very short stint. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. helped. So that was while I was um, actually in school. So I went to, um, I did a master's of journalism at Ryerson. Yeah. And um, while there, 
one of the great things, if anybody is interested in pursuing journalism um, in school, one of the great things about studying it at somewhere like Ryerson is um, the professors or the instructors are actually working journalists. So yeah, it's, you can't beat it. And I think I went into the program saying, you know, oh, this will be good. I'll make some connections. But honestly, I've made all of my connections pretty much through those instructors. So that's how I became involved with CBC. So I worked on a documentary with an instructor of mine, Rob Osborne, about a diver, a Canadian diver who passed away on a dive. Um, and he was doing an investigation because it was suspicious. Um, so wow. I did that. And that was a really cool experience because I had never done anything really involving mm-hmm. a documentary. And yeah. that was me going through. Um, the footage he pretty much sent me and shot by shot, screen by screen, just writing down what was happening um, and kind of knowing it um, for the back end. So it was kind of tedious work, but it was invaluable work because ne- I had never done that up to that point and I learned so much from it. So I had that experience. Also, while I was at Ryerson, I um, had an internship and then that's how I got started with Flair, where I am now. So part of the program... Amazing you have to do a uh, summer internship. And um, mm-hmm. I knew by that point that I wanted to go into lifestyle journalism of some mm-hmm. some sort. I, I mean, hard news is great. Writing for the Toronto Star yeah. and all those places is yeah. great. Um, just wasn't necessarily for me. So um, yeah. I applied to Flair and then that's how I got in with them was through this internship. That's amazing. And, and those that maybe have not picked up a Flair recently, what is Flair about? How would you sum up Flair in a nutshell? Yeah, so Flair is a technically a women's media brand, but you know it's yeah. for kind of everyone. But um, we're a millennial focused, millennial and Gen Z focused um, digital publication yeah. that um, focuses on you know health, lifestyle, politics, yeah. culture, right. kind of everything that young people would and could be interested in. Um, cool. And we're kind of dedicated to pushing conversations forward and also putting a really big spotlight I think on stories that don't necessarily always um are explored by mainstream media or you know we Mm -hmm. do a lot around minority communities and second gen Canadians Mm -hmm. so different stories like that which is really interesting it's amazing so uh, the second part of the question if if I'm a brand or an agency that wants to like pitch you and get your attention what's been working for you these days and what's your advice yeah, um, that's a great question. Because um, my inbox, you would probably being in marketing mm. be horrified to see how many emails I have to respond to. But um, for me, the things that really resonate are um, pitches or emails where it's so clear that the PR has done their research. Um, yeah. And I mean, I know PR people are very busy as well. So that can yes. be tough. Um, but I just mean more so like doing their research or having a handle on flair itself. Um, yeah. Sometimes we'll get pitches where it's just so clear that this is not something that we would cover. For instance, we get a yeah. lot, I've recently received a lot of pitches around dog content, which is great. I love dogs personally, but we don't tend to, unless we're reporting on Justin Bieber's dog, you know, for yeah, some reason, yeah, yeah. Um, we're not going to really be doing anything around dog content. So pitches yeah. like that, I'm kind of like, I feel bad that you've taken the time to craft this yeah. when it's not, it, it's not going to land for us. Um, so I would say, yeah, things where it's clear they've done their research. So they know the type of content that um, we would normally be um publishing um also researches in 
they know that it's not something that we've just published. Um, yeah. I think, and I mean, that's a great advice for anybody in journalism when you're say applying for a job or you're just pitching in general, I think is obviously do your research to just make sure that you're not pitching something that's just been published or, um, so I think that the same applies for PR as well. So I'd say research is the most important. Have you ever looked up your profile on like Cision or Meltwater or Muckrack recently? I've looked at Muckrack. Yeah. I actually have it linked on my uh, website. So is, is it, is Muckrack accurate about what they say about you? Pretty accurate. There's nothing. Yeah. I don't think there's anything nefarious or all the articles seem to be. There's one article that I've like tried to contact them about because it's actually a medical article. Um, but it's not, it's not myself, Catherine Singh. It's another Catherine Singh who's obviously in the medical field. So, um, okay. but I mean, I, I'll take, semi-credit for it. I'm sure she's a very intelligent and accomplished woman. So yeah. love for my name to be associated with hers, but it's actually been surprisingly accurate. And it's kind of funny. I I just didn't realize how quickly it updates and how quickly it pulls content as you publish it. Cause I actually checked it recently. Um, and I had just published an article literally two hours before and it was already up there. So it's, it's good That's before cool. it's actually. Uh, so as, as someone who's kind of, you, you're, you're in the position of editor, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're overseeing this publication, where do you go to read? Like, what are the places that you go to consume, get inspiration? You know, what, what are the places that you, you know, kind of, maybe even to zone out and kind of rest? Where do you, where do you consume? Is it like TikTok? Is it, you know, Daily Hive? What's, what's your kind of go-to places? Yeah, a lot of TikTok, especially I'd say yeah. this year in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. I took a, actually recently took a break from TikTok only because I yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, you're probably doing the same thing, like just sitting. Yeah, there. I am. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it is a good way to distract your brain. Um, but yeah. but the cool thing is, I mean, this is actually kind of a blessing and a curse because I think with with journalism, I'm sure it's the same with PR as well. It's really difficult to turn your mind off, um, yeah. you know, like off of business mode. So even when I'm, you're on TikTok, we covered TikTok at Flair. So yeah. Yeah, we, we of profiles of TikTok, Canadian TikTok stars and stuff. So you're still yeah. scrolling to turn your mind off, but then you can't help sometimes, but just be like, this would be great to cover. So yeah. Um, yeah. TikTok is a good one um, for personal reading, uh, just within the women's media lifestyle mm-hmm. area. Um, I love Refinery29 is another great yeah. outlet. Um, the Cut is really funny, which is yeah. associated with New York Mag, because um, they just are hilarious. And I feel like they're plucking a lot of their headlines just feel like they're thoughts that are plucked from your brain. So yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And other than that, I mean, I, I do try and keep up obviously with the news. So I'll read like New York times, Toronto star, things like that. Um, and then for personal reading, I'm part of a book club. So that has helped me a lot, especially this year. Cool. It's just to kind of go with whatever book is chosen that month. And I mean, even yeah. if it's for 10 minutes at the end of the night, just yeah. unplugging, I mean, it's not really unplugging because I'm reading it on my iPad, but <laughs> it's unplugging yeah. a bit from the news stream. Um, that's yeah. been really helpful. What are you reading now for your club? Um, we just finished um, the, oh, I mean, the name is going to escape me, but um, actually I can pull it up. Sorry. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. The Brief Life of Mina Lee, I think her name is. Um, oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was really good. But we've read some really interesting um, ones lately. Well, I'll pull up my 
my books right now so that you can get the you whole use that uh, what's what's the app my my wife hasn't got me on it. it's like the good read and or goodreads and it tells you about other books yeah. that you could consider yeah the good goodreads is so good because it's like actually people that you know or who are actually read the books and yeah, yeah. um they're giving their honest opinion so yes yeah. it's called the last story of mina lee by nancy nice. and kim and then i'm all cool. just started save me the plums um yeah which is a gourmet memoir. So it's by um, a woman who was the editor-in-chief of Gourmet Magazine in the States for a while. Right. So, yeah. Definitely. So for you personally, are you an uh, Apple News subscriber or a Google News kind of subscriber on those two places? Do you go there for your consumption ever? Um, I do have Apple News um, and I get the notifications as well to all yeah. of my devices. So um, yeah. that's really helpful. But I actually... Uh, I'd say I honestly get a lot of my news from Twitter. Um, not, yeah. yeah, not to say that I just scan the headlines and, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's it for my news. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, when publications like the New York Times, yeah. things like that will post there, that's kind of where I get my news, especially with related to Flair. We do a lot of trending, um, reporting yeah. trending things. So that's where yeah. I get a lot of that news, but Apple News is predominantly where I get my notifications and just some kind of summaries of the news. Yeah. So as an, a person in the editor position, if you're walking down the street, what are you hoping when someone, when you introduce yourself as you work at Flair, or when people talk about Flair, what do you want them to say about it that people go there for? Um, I'd love for them to say that they go there for informative and helpful news um or not maybe not even news but just content um and i mean the goal of women's media in my in my opinion is to equip not just women but equip young people with all the tools that they need to make smart decisions in their lives or the best decisions for them and um i think that that's our goal at flair so when people Mm -hmm. say like i read so-and-so article and it helped me with this or i loved the coverage of this, or I just find when I yeah. talk about Flair, introduce myself, people will say, oh, I just love what you guys are doing there. Um, which to me, I think that's the best compliment um, you can get. And especially recently, we've been doing a lot of explainers content, um, yeah, nice. which has been important. So it's, you know, taking big topic issues, like for instance, the ongoing uh, farmer strike in India right now, right? Yeah, It's quite intense. And I don't know about you, but I knew nothing about it yeah so I um we just I worked on an explainer for that and so I spoke with people obviously experts who are more engaged with this just to kind of break down this that's something that can be quite difficult for people to access or find a way into we will break that down in just kind of a question format um so it's a little bit more accessible and I it's would, almost like explain it to me like I'm five, right? Exactly. Like yeah. thread. I always yeah. ask at the top of those interviews, you know, in layman's terms, how would you yeah. tell, how would you describe what's going on to a friend or, um, yeah. because that's the thing I think people, myself included, just yeah. get so lost in the terminology and everything, you know, that goes on in a lot of political news. So, um, I, fa- I found that's been really rewarding and we've had a lot of positive responses where it is, you know, when you introduce yourself or people will reach out on Twitter and say, I didn't know this about the Nova Scotia fisheries yeah. crisis. And yes. oh. uh, so that was another big one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. And, and being indigenous, it was, it, I was following it quite closely of just kind of, you know, it, that balance of like, what is business and what is racism, right? And, and, and the difference between the, yeah. 
I know it, it was it was so, so complex and um and yeah and I just think as a whole I'm sure obviously I'm sure you're aware it's just so many Canadians don't know anything unfortunately about Indigenous Canadians even though they should um so people just don't understand why it was such an issue what was being done to them um so I I'm happy that I got that so much coverage and hopefully the coverage continues amazing so you mentioned Twitter do you like to be reached out to on Twitter pitched on Twitter or do you would say man save the pitches for the email um I would say save the pitches for the email um but I definitely am a big fan of people um reaching out on Twitter to um get my email address or something like that yeah. um because I don't believe it's currently in my Twitter bio um I okay. had it there for a time and then I removed it actually um just because I was getting some like not so nice emails so oh. um I have removed it but so I'm totally open to people DMing on Twitter even Instagram I have an, an open Instagram yeah. profile um yeah. and I've received people pitching but just asking for my email there and that's totally cool so here's a question. I have two daughters, one of whom is uh, five years old, one of whom is six years old. Mm. Uh, when they are 15 and 16, 10 years from now, what are you hoping Flair has done in kind of your role as an editor of an influential media publication in Canada? What what has it done for these uh, young 15 and 16-year-old girls? Well, yeah, I hope that by the time they're that age or when they're coming into their teen years, I just hope that they yeah. feel like it's a resource that they can turn to mm. and um, get the information for what everything that they want, whether that's to find out what kind of winter coat they should purchase, what's the chicest winter yeah. coat, or whether that's to find out more about, you know, po something political or in our political yeah. system. Um, and I also just hope that by the time they're that age and before as well, that um, like they won't be not embarrassed, but I still think that there's still so much stigma around women's media and there's still so much stigma around women liking what that we like. And I mean, it's everything yeah. everyone likes, like men love fashion as well. Men love knowing yeah. more about their health. Right. But oh, yeah. there's not a stigma with that, or it's not seen as kind of fluff reporting or fluff reading. So I just hope yeah. that by the time they're that age as well, they'll just be able to access this content without feeling weird about it or without there being this stigma. Yeah. Having grown up um, in Canada and watching Kids in the Hall growing up, uh, I recently got on to Baroness of Sketch, which is an incredible sketch comedy put out on CBC Gem, the mm -hmm. app, which again, gives sketch comedy and, and they talk about issues in the news and, and real issues, but through sketch comedy, which I found fascinating, mm -hmm. right? And kind of, and covering all the stigmas around women's issues. Yeah. Oh, that, I've actually not watched Bar Baroness of Sketch, which... I should. Um, so that's like a good endorsement for it. That sounds really no, good. No, they're awesome. So in the work that you're doing in your publishing, when someone pitches you something and it's clearly maybe not news or it's clearly not a fit, but it's, do you ever say, oh, you should talk to the ads people and put an ad in, or you should get an ad, you know, work on an advertorial. And then do you, does that come back to you? Or what's kind of the divide between editorial and advertising for you these days? Yeah, for me personally, there's not too much that I do on the advertorial side. I definitely have been in those positions before where people will pitch and it may not be a fit. 
Um, but it, it, then again, like you're saying, it could be a fit. Maybe it's not a fit for us on the editorial side, but it also could be a fit for a sponsored content post or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, like that doesn't come through me as often. It's typically yeah. through my my editor in chief. Um, who yeah. Church and state is separate. Yeah, exactly. So um, she handles most of that. But I would say like if people are nervous about pitching and they're not sure if it'll um, land, you know, editorially, I would say it's fine to continue pitching because I think that especially because media companies are so much smaller these days, it's such a small divide between the person who's receiving your email and then them bumping it up to someone who can actually do something with it. So and I think a lot of um, especially in public public publishing, sorry, um, a lot of magazines are wanting sponsored content, right? Like everybody needs yeah. support. So um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think people, if it's a good pitch and if it's a fit in some way or can benefit the publication in some way, then, you know, they're going to, they're going to jump on it. So. That's awesome. And what about for you, like, as far as the family of companies, is Flair have like a cousin publication, an uncle publication? Are you connected to a bunch of different yeah, uh, kind of publications in that world. Yeah, tell me yeah, about that. We are so we're under um, some SJC, which is St. Joseph's Communications. Yeah, um, is our kind of parent company, and then below that we are. There's a lot of ton of Canadian publications that I'm sure a lot of people will recognize. So there's McLean's, there's Toronto Life, um, yeah. there's CAA, even Magazine. Um, our sister publication is Chatelaine, Today's Parent. Yeah. So which is really cool. That's um a neat. I, it's really cool to have that closeness with those yeah. publications, especially such influential publications like Chatelaine and McLean's, yeah. um, because there is the ability to share content, um, which is really yeah. great. So something that perhaps McLean's has commissioned from uh, a pitch or a writer, we yeah. can actually pick up on our site as well and vice versa. So um, it's kind of cool that way because you get to pull in content and bring new content to your readers. Um, and the same, you can kind of spread your own content to different readers as well. That's really cool. And syndicate it across. The, the exactly, yeah, kind of syndicate it. Yeah. So. so and and tell me about this, your hope and your kind of dreams for you know, journalism in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. I think we, we've all seen it, right? Newsrooms that are shrinking, reporters that are, are, are without work but kind of what's what's your hope give us some sort of like maybe what are you seeing for for I don't know your industry and and what do you what, maybe speak some hope for 2021 in the future <laughs> yeah um I mean I think that's what we all need is hope we're all looking for some sort of silver lining but I think with journalism like you said it's easy to feel discouraged um because it is shrinking newsrooms Um, smaller budgets, things like that. But I think what I've been trying to really think about and take, um, not solace, solace might be a strong word, but just give me hope is um, I think that a lot of, it's a really interesting time in journalism because a lot of people, great people are being pushed out of traditional media. But I think that 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 these people are coming back in with new ideas and new ways to bring media and bring information to people. Um, So I'm thinking specifically in terms of women's media and lifestyle. um, There's a lot happening around newsletters, which is really cool. And newsletters is a way to get out information. Um, So for women's media, there's one called Friday Things, which is actually run by an editor, an old editor of mine at Flair, who she, you know, kind of picks a big trending uh, pop culture topic for the week. Um, it really breaks it down in a really 
concise mm-hmm. and really analytical way about, you know, why this is an issue. So a few weeks ago, it was on uh, Scott Disick, who, if you're not a Kardashian fan, <laughs> but he is apparently dating, he's 36, 37. He's dating a 19 year old, um, which people have their thoughts. It, the issue she has with it is that um, this is not the first time he's dated a, a woman that's a younger age. So he yeah. kind of breaking down you know, why it's important to monitor or how we should kind of think about this and the way we should be talking about this relationship and the power. Wow. Dynamic. Yeah. So, which is so cool. And I don't think it's something that you would think when you first see him, you know, posing on Instagram with his 19 year old girlfriend. Um, so that's really great. And then in sports, the gist is another Canadian newsletter yeah. uh, run by three women. And it started here in Toronto and it's expanded. Now they're um, expanded to the U S as well. And that's cool. pretty much, what it sounds like. It gives you the gist of uh, sports, um, trending sports stuff um, enough that, you know, when we were back in offices, it would be to get you by the cooler, like cooler talk. Um, So, and that's really great. And that's introduced a lot of people who maybe think sports are cool and want to get involved with it, but don't feel like they have the lingo or the knowledge to really dive right in that kind of gives them an entryway so there's just a few really cool ways that people are kind of reimagining the space um and i think people always need news um people always Mm -hmm. need this content with lifestyle content you know especially i think during the pandemic it's really shown that people want not just news but they want stuff to enjoy and that they'll like reading to take their mind off things so i think it's getting smaller now but i think it'll come back and it may look different than it has previously, but it'll be there in some form. Oh, Catherine, that is very hopeful and very encouraging. And thank you for that. And thank you so much. And, and I think, yeah, with, with the importance of, I, I think with issues happening now more than ever journalists role and, and the truth telling is, is crucial for our country. And, it and is, our yeah. 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 Kevin, um, last question, um, apps that you can't live without, what, give us kind of a, 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 a kind of eye into your phone. What, what are you going, what are your go-to apps these days? Oh gosh, it would be horrifying. My screen time has gone up so much. I'm not sure if yeah. you're the same, but, um, Instagram, of course, always, uh, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Twitter is always on my phone. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of trying to run a lot while we've been, you know, this year in quarantine. So I have the Nike run app on there. Um, I'd say those are probably honestly the three and my voice notes. I mean, it's not really an app, but it's a in phone in phone app um, that I've been, I use for all my interviews and stuff. So those are probably some of my most loved um, apps right now. Yeah. And I know you can't probably name, like if someone asked me, who's your favorite kid, I couldn't say it. But if you had your favorite article that you produce, what's it, and someone who wants to get to know you and your style of writing and your one of your favorite pieces you put together, what would it be? Where would you point them? Oh, that's a tough one. You're right. It is like choosing a child. Um, but I think I would say, actually, it's a more recent article and it's one yeah. I did uh, yeah, about a month or so ago. And it's just an mm-hmm. interview with Nicole Kidman about her yeah. um, new show, The Undoing. Um, and I, yeah. And I mean, it's for me, I think it's actually just, I would be like, read this because it's more symbolic. It was one of the first really big interview celebrity interviews I did. Um, and so I loved it because of that, but then I also loved it because, you know, there were questions about obviously the show and things like 
working with Hugh Grant and um, mm-hmm. filming in New York. But then we also asked a question about the fact that the show is entirely about a very privileged upper West yeah. Upper East Side um, white family and kind of asked, yeah. you know, there's been so many calls for diversity and a need for diversity on TV. Like what, what can people take and why do we really need another show about a privileged white family that's having some yeah. issues? Right. And so I, and she had, a, I mean, she had a great answer, I think for that type of question. Um, she didn't softball it, which is always nice. Um, but mm-hmm. I just think that for me, I love that article just because it melds everything that I really love, which is celebrity, a little bit about diversity and um, yeah. putting that in there as well and representation. Um, and then it's also kind of just a fun feed. Awesome. <laughs> Catherine, thank you so much for sharing uh, with our listeners, uh, viewers. Uh, it's meant a lot. Thank you for coming on the uh, Marketing News Canada show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really love chatting with you. Yeah. So we're going to find you on Twitter, find you in Flare. Uh, online and uh, continue to see uh, good Canadian journalism that's going to help people all across the world, really, not just Canada. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's the hope. So awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.